All right, we are on. So this is episode one of this new thing I'm doing now that everybody else is doing, but I'm doing for the first time. It's the podcast. So this is the Speaking of Harmony podcast. So it's a it's a cool name that I was thinking a lot about. Uh, what kind of name I would uh, call this this podcast? And this seems to be a cool name. Uh, of course, harmony is going to be talked about a lot extensively. I love harmony, but I also love melody. Uh, and just a way to just uh, keep things uh, open. So I'm going to be talking about a lot of stuff, you know, not only harmony, you know, per se, but, you know, music in general, right? We all love music, and we're going to be talking a lot about stuff. Stuff, You know, it's about processes and um, how I deal with guitar and music and warm-ups and techniques and, and songs and improvisation, the, the whole the whole shebang, basically, right? And um, I couldn't find a better time um, to do that now that we are under this uh, coronavirus era, you know, that this stuff is upon us. So we're all stuck at home, right? Like I am right now in uh, Houston, Texas. It's um, 30 degrees Celsius outside, uh, 80 Fahrenheit for the Americans over here. Um, uh, things are being a little hectic because I'm not leaving the house. I'm just stuck in here and we're all sort of wondering what to do, right? And we're gonna be playing. We're musicians, we play music. And... So just a way to, um, you know, keep things moving and, and being positive as we all should be uh, right now, right? Uh, I guess the first episode I was going to use to, um, you know, there's not a plan involved here. It's just me playing and just talking kind of like an open, long-form uh, format podcast, like a bunch of them uh, for different subjects. Like, um, you know, I love uh, the Joe Rogan podcast when he interviews people. But I also love Bill Burr podcast, which is a comedian, and he just press record and start uh, talking for like an hour or so about whatever, you know, he feels like it. And I'm going to try to kind of keep it this way here, just randomly talking about uh, music-related subjects most of the time, I hope. And um, a few weeks, a few days ago, actually, sorry, a few days ago I got to uh, be on uh, my friend Yannick Gustala's podcast that he's been doing uh, for a little while now. I think he's on to like 60 or something, 63 or 64 episodes now. And uh, I have been talking to him for so long about doing something like this for myself, you know, and there's always these things that you kind of put on hold for a little bit, but you, and you never get to do it. And people, I must tell you, now is the time to do everything you're planning to do and you put aside. Now is the time to do it. Now that we actually have uh, some time in our hands to do it. So this is it. This is me. Uh, just kind of being super open and talking about things um, as honest as I can possibly be, right? Um, basically talking about music, but, you know, probably talk about all the stuff as well. Um, one thing that always um, is always with me and uh, I have, you know, I got a lot of questions all the time and might be a good thing to uh, talk about today, which is uh, uh, open strings. Open strings is always a topic that uh, emerges from everything when I'm like doing some kind of a question answer or questions from somebody. Everybody asks me about um, how do I use or how do I approach or you know how that works basically, right? Um, open strings are super important and 
um, I try to use them all the time and every time I get the chance to do it. Um, just because there's a personal taste, I really like it. I like the sound, especially on this guitar, the acoustic um, guitar, the classic guitar, the nylon string guitar. I think it really enhances the sound and you have a particular timber and range and all kinds of things in favor of using open strings, in my opinion. So yeah, I use that a lot. Uh, there is a video I did uh, I did in Portuguese, actually, um, not long ago, about open strings, a short one um, that I kind of went into that and um, talked a little bit about how to use open strings, right? But basically, um, there's, you know, the, the talk, the subject is long, right? You can talk about for hours about open strings. I did a master class one time just on open strings. There's so many things you can do, right? But I guess the first thing you can look for is um, to start sort of rediscovering the chords that you already play, you know, with the introduction of open strings as much as you can. You know, I'm not talking about open shapes like, you know, C and um, G and all that stuff that already has that. But, you know, chords that you otherwise wouldn't use an open string, but try to use some, you know, for instance, um, D minor 7, let's say, right? You know, you probably play something like that here, but... I can also play uh, D minor seven, and if I can put the ninth on, I can play it here, All right? So I can, I can use this open string over here, and then if you start adding more colors to the chord, I can also, you know, use this one, which is a João Bosco chord, right? For the Brazilian friends that love João Bosco as much as I do, this is a literally one chord that he has on one song. That's literally this one chord all the time. in the song but this is a, uh, a D minor 7 uh, 9 11 right so he put the G string over here open so there's this principle of just uh, sort of trying to find open strings in the chords that you already have like similar shapes like this one right the D minor 7 so if you put a ninth in here you have an open E over here and then you can expand into an open G like this one right for instance, if you use a, a C sharp minor ninth, which is just a half step below the chord, you can also find something like like this one, right? The distance over here. So you can be doing right, and you see that that same chord I can do it over here in a different shape, also using that open string. See. That's also a, a C sharp minor uh, seven nine and eleven on this case, right? Or just C, C sharp minor eleven, right? And then I can build a sequence. I can build a progression out of that. So I can use that open string to kind of just use it as a you know some kind of a pedal that just kind of flies. You know, it's just floating around everything you play. Like for instance, this sequence uh, I can do. Um, G minor 9, then C sharp minor, you know, minor, and then C major 9, and then B minor uh, 11, and then B flat, B 
measure 7, sharp 11, sharp 11, right? So on this sequence, just five chords or so, I can use a, the same string open, just acting like a, some kind of a glue, you know, that kind of binds everything together. So I can do... first chord I can do to really enhance because here I'm doubling the E so I can just kind of really feature that E over here if I voice the chord like this see this is just one of the ways you can use it right just kind of electing one note that keeps itself open and then you just kind of move things around right so you do There's so many ways you can use this thing. Um, another way you can use this to also um, elect, you know, one or two notes sometimes if the key allows you, if the key permits on the guitar, we have a limited amount of, um, you know, places that you can really kind of explore the open string. There's always a place to at least one open string anywhere if you really spend some time with it. But there's some keys that just that just gold, you know, you can use a bunch of open strings. Let's say E major, it's a key that um, it's one of my favorite keys for a guitar. You know, all the guitars love it, but uh, little side notes that all my friends and my bands and stuff, they they really get upset with me, saxophone players, because there's a bunch of stuff in E major, but for like alto saxophone, it's just like tough, all the fingerings and stuff they have to do. It's all these complicated phrases in E major for them, it's kind of a, a drag. Just uh, but it's just lands so well on the guitar, right? So if you get E major, you have so many options for open strings. You can do uh, open B and open E, for instance. Those are like my favorite. Like so, you can use this as a Sometimes I can also not think of a specific key. I mean, I'm E-ish, but I'm just using the bass. I'm just moving the bass, right? Because the harmony in this case will be implied is, instead of just like, you know, really uh, put forth of like, okay, this is this chord, this is this chord. This is just basically thinking about lines, about voices, which is also something that I talk all the time with people. I'm teaching whatever is a really principle is a really important principle for me to think of harmony as um, horizontal instead of vertical, right? I was thinking of lines. So if you take this, these two notes as lines, and you just move the bass as a different line, you have implied harmony, right? You're not really attacking those chords. The chords will be a result of the movement of the voices, right? If you get, let's say this, right?
So I'm like, I'm just adding context to these two notes just by moving the bass around, you know? It's something that I use all the time because you, you imply the harmony instead of attacking the chord, just go with the structure of the chords. You're just sort of implying them through the movement of the chords. And this is something that the open string principle thing helps you a lot. But you can do that pedal sort of thing with, you know, any kind of notes. I'm just using an example in the open string kind of region because there's a, that's super easy to do, right? Um, I always try to use those strings too. Like I have um, a song in one of my albums called Traveler that I use this kind of movement all the time. inside which is the main melody but you know the bass is moving but the open string is also there kind of like giving that uh, you know sort of like uh, it's just floating around just kind of gluing everything together right the melody is So is there harmony implied to that? Yeah, definitely. I was not really thinking of like, oh, this is the chord, this is the chord. You know, if I am, I want to like communicate that, I'll write everything and sometimes just kind of like on particular moments, uh, just put a chord symbol on what that chord at that time just kind of landed itself into. But I wasn't really thinking about, oh, I'm going to use this chord and then this chord. It's just like a result of a movement from the voices, right? Um, this is one way to use the open strings as well, right? Another thing is that you can use, um, I mean, this just by these three, two things, these two processes, you can spend so much time finding open chords, I mean, everywhere, right? For me, my own process is um, if I am into something, if in an open string kind of uh, direction, I will try to keep an open string, you know, anytime I can, right? So if I, I was doing an example like that, like, try to always have one but if I am doing something when an uh, open string is not being used I'm not gonna be using one if I can right but I'm always trying to use the open strings right uh, as much as I can another thing that I use the open strings for is to I talk about this all the time as well is to sometimes uh, color the chord in a different way um, and kind of add an extra color that I want to a triad, for instance, is kind of when I use it the most. Um, so triad speaking, right, when I'm using... Right, I'm using a triadic kind of harmony, right? I'm always trying to... Um, Think of ways that I can enhance the chord in a ways. Uh, and one of them is just adding open strings to add different colors to the chords. For instance, one that I always talk about and I use all the time 
is on, let's see, a major triad. When I wanna use a uh, major triad, let's say D major, like this chord. I always try to use one open string if I can. I can't use in different in all the keys, but sometimes when that key uh, shows up, I use it. Um, it's just to add what I call, I'm just like kind of blurring the chord. You know, I use the expression blurring because if I am uh, thinking as a painter, right, I want to blur that passage a little bit. So if I want to use uh, D major like that, right? Try it. I'll probably probably play this chord like this. See? So what did I do here? I added a G. I added a, D, a G note here. What is it? The hell, what the hell a G note is doing here? Well, the G note is the fourth, right? So in theory, it's an avoided note. It's something that I couldn't be using because it's gonna clash with the third. Right? But I am doing that on purpose because I want to blur the chord, right? So I'm adding this kind of dark color to that triad. So I'm using this, so I have this instead of just this, this really flat kind of sound and sustained and, and, um, and balanced. I'm adding a little imbalance to the chord by adding this little tension, see? That's the blur that I'm talking about, you know? this you see I can use it like that I can use in chords like let's say um, uh, a sus chord I can use an open string to uh, add this half step that's where you know that little clash comes in for instance if I'm playing um, like an A um, you know A9 sus kind of sound totally play like this see I use the same shape and I change the bass so it became became an A sus right so I'm using this to add that little color you know to the chord so things like that you can use it you can also use it you know as pedal right you just kind of sustain that and play melodies over it and then add in the bass strings all the time you know when I can uh, for instance that that place that the little thing I was playing here I could do in different places and also use the open strings right for instance you know the little thing I played I can play here too probably so I can do
the same sequence. I can use it here too. The guitar, it's so rich and, and so um, effective to use open strings because just, you know, we have, um, we have so many limitations in an instrument compared to a piano, let's say, in terms of range and, you know, and all that stuff, the dissonance, but the guitar has so many interesting things as well, you know, that you can use as uh, tools that are different from, let's say, a piano or something like that. Um, one of them is just use a timber, you know, you have uh, different ways and different places on the instrument that you can play the same note, right? And because they open strings, you can explore them and use them in so many ways, right? And I'm just a curious guy, you know, that keeps looking, keeps researching, keeps keep looking into different uh, ways of playing a certain chord. You know, there's so many great musicians out there and now we YouTube and all that stuff sometimes I see a, a guy playing and it's like man that's a great way of playing that chord I haven't thought of that and then I, I you know I go and copy that it's like well, okay hey, this is what he was thinking and then I ended up finding some maybe some people see me playing some other chords oh I haven't thought of this chord here you know so it's always a it's a good research topic right uh, to talk about open strings and with that, I'm going to uh, end up here today. I'm going to finish up our first episode of the podcast. So I hope you enjoy that. And I'll be back tomorrow with uh, another episode. So let me know what you think of this format. Let me know in the comments if you have any questions about open strings, uh, if it can help, any, any how, how you use open strings. You know, let me know if there's any other uh, procedure or something that you figure out that you like to use. And I'd love to hear from you. And I'm going to be probably trying to post this in other outlets besides YouTube. So probably try to post on podcasts like iTunes, uh, Spotify, and formats like that. So you can also um, hear that, not only watch on YouTube. So thank you so much for plugging in, tuning in also, and I'll see you next time. Bye.